Hey guys, uh, Jenna Geary back with another podcast. So I have to say I am constantly motivated and inspired to share uh, new things that are going on with me. As soon as something happens with me, all I'm thinking about is, okay, I got to save a reminder to put that and make that into a podcast. So I hope that you guys are enjoying this journey with me, not enjoying that I'm struggling, but enjoying the motivation, maybe inspiration, or maybe just simply the fact that you know that there's somebody else that's out there that's going through it. But also somebody else that's going through it that's doing their very best to keep it together and still doing what I need to do to be a good mom, to be a good business owner, to be a good person in general. Um, so I hope you, I hope that you listen to these and think to yourself, oh my God, okay, I am capable of more. I am capable of being better. I can do this. I, you know, I, I post at the bottom of my emails, uh, two quotes, one that I made up, be mentally stronger than what you physically feel. And then one that I did not make up. If you think you can, or you think you can't either way, you're right. So it's really, it all starts with what you believe. Um, so that's not the point of this podcast. The point of this podcast is because I had another epiphany. Um, and I will say that it was guided by my best friend um, and her husband. And um, she, she is a huge, I have to say, I don't know how I would have done it. I don't know how I would have done any of this over these past three, four months now um, without her support. Um, I'm sure I would have, you know, I'm just going to leave it at that. So, I want, to, I want to explain to you guys about what I realized, okay? Um, if you've heard from my last couple podcasts, I talk a lot about like Saturdays and being alone and the original podcast that started, not that whole thing that started this whole podcast, but the original one with the huge gap in between where I explained to you guys about my divorce and it was labeled, I am alone, but it's okay. And then the other ones that have come since then, I have told, told you guys about my Saturdays, uh, which is the only full day that I am fully alone. And I am trying to make changes in my life with the way that I do things. But I did not realize this. My friend said this to me. And I was like, oh my God, it is exactly I am being this way and I am feeling these things because of what I did 20 years ago. So let me just say, I will say that I do think that it's a good thing what I did 20 years ago. And I, I understand why I am the way that I am now and I do want to change. But I will say that some of these things that I'm going to talk to you guys about are, will help you. So... 20 years ago, you guys know the whole story. I had a nervous breakdown after my ex-boyfriend beat the crap out of me, threw me down a flight of stairs. I was about to open up a restaurant with him in two weeks, signed the restaurant over to him and literally got out of there. And then it was just a whole, it, I say, sh storm of a hot mess of my life, not knowing what I wanted to do while I was dating him. I, I mentioned that I wanted to be a personal trainer and he said he'd be embarrassed that his girl, to admit that his girlfriend was a personal trainer. My dad was sitting there and he said he'd be embarrassed to admit that his daughter was a personal trainer. So I never really did anything with it. Even though it's really what I wanted to do. It was right around the time I was going through the struggles with my Crohn's disease. Um, I was trying to read up. I was trying to get off medication. So I was sick from 19 to tw uh, 21. They just kept telling me it's stress in life, which it clearly was. And then 
finally diagnosed at 21 with Crohn's disease. So I've, I've literally, I'm 44 now. That's how long I've had it. Um, and I was starting to try to learn about all different types of things, like different ways to eat, metabolic dieting, blood type dieting, um, just food in general and how your body reacts to it, learning about the gut, learning about my intestines, everything. So I can get myself off medication because I've never been one that's wanted to be on medication. Even when I went through some depression things as a child, you know, they wanted to put me on depression meds. And listen, no judgment. If you're on depression meds or you're on anything, I I just... I do feel like doctors are so quick to put people on meds instead of trying to figure out what the root of it is and maybe try to make, like if it's a medical condition, try to make some diet changes. If it's a hormonal thing, maybe try to figure out what the root of the problem is. Um, Because at the end of the day, it's about figuring out who you are, why you are the way that you are, and then trying to change, change the dynamic of that. Um, and learn to live, live differently and become a better version of yourself. And why are you depressed? Uh, are you depressed because you're miserable with the situation that you're in? So instead of taking a medication and then staying in that situation, why don't we try to do things? Like this, this is what I coach people on. Like I've had women that have left jobs where they were getting bullied at, women that wanted to go out for promotions, but they weren't qualified yet. So they would take a class and get an extra certification or license, and then they would go out for it. They would get themselves out of situations. I mean, I, I, again, I have said, I'm not trying to inspire people to get a divorce. I'm, I'm just trying to inspire people to create change. And if you're unhappy in a situation and you don't have everything that you need to be the best version of yourself, then, and that might even be a relationship with a family member and you have to get them out of your life because they are toxic. They are bringing you down. Um, So getting back to my whole epiphany, um, 20 years ago after I had the nervous breakdown and I got out of the hospital, which it was... There was time in between when the boyfriend beat me up and uh, signing the restaurant over, moved in with my mom because we were living together at the time, moved in with my mom in like my mom's attic because she didn't have a big enough house for me to have a room. And it was just a a mess. And I realized I wasn't living my life for me. I was trying to please everybody. And uh, that was when I just, I hit rock bottom. And when I got out of the hospital, I decided that I'm just, I'm going to change my life. But when you go from being depressed and miserable and looking at yourself and not liking what you see and not even knowing what you're seeing and, you know, you, you, you're not going to all of a sudden be this happy person, okay? I also, again, was very triggered by food. I mean, I grew up in a family that, like, we, we feed our emotions. Oh, you don't feel good? Let me make you something to eat. So, and then there's a lot of deep-rooted stuff that came with that, which was the whole control thing, which is what bulimia is all about. Like, you're eating your emotions, and then you're getting rid of it, which, you know, I was heavier then. Most bulimics aren't very skinny. They're, like, heavier. So I was heavier. I was unhealthy. There's a lot of things that were going on at that time. But here is the epiphany, okay? Sorry that it took so long to get to there. When I first got out of the hospital and I I started working at New York Sports Club and I literally said, I want to work as much as you're willing to let me work, okay? While I was getting my certification, which, you know, a lot of certifications right now are just like a test that you take online. I'm the type of learner that I'd like to be somewhere. So I took a class 
I still swear by this. Uh, East Coast Alliance, uh, East Coast Instructor Training School, ECITS. Uh, they're in um, uh, New York. Amazing. I still talk to some of the people. Um, I started working for them. So I was, I got certified through them. It was a class that I took three days a week for a couple hours. And then I had to take a test in person, uh, take a written test, all that other stuff, and then get my certification. So I was I got a job working the front desk at New York Sports Club, and then I um, uh, was getting my certification, and by April, I was certified. So I actually started working in November, and then by April, I was certified, and I was actually on the floor and training clients and prospecting and doing everything that I needed to do to you know, build my business. And my inspiration was that I wanted to help change people's lives. I wanted to take people's pain away. And I say that now even more so, and it's just grown and grown and grown with all the different people that I've helped, the different experiences that I've had, I've gotten multiple certifications since then. I've trained 19 women through pregnancy. I have 13-year-old clients, 84-year-old clients. I have specialty certifications and all of that. So whatever. Now let's rewind back to where I was starting. When I first got out of the hospital, whether I was working the front desk or fast forward to when I was um, actually training clients and then I got a job working for the school that certified me where I would work in the middle of the day a couple days a week doing admin work. Then I started certifying trainers when they have the courses. And then twice a year, I would go to them, uh, go to their conferences where they would give CECs to trainers because you have to keep your certification up to date every two years. So I got multiple jobs and I kept myself busy. And here is what, why I did that. The element of distraction. This is what I teach people. So the element of distraction when you are wanting to give in to eating something off plan, you have to distract yourself. I, I, some of my coping skills were when I first got out of the hospital because of the bulimia, I had to eat before I even started eating. I had to do it in a different environment because again, my mom's house kind of made me feel a certain way. So like I would have to eat whatever meal I was going to eat in front. I couldn't eat it inside. I would have to eat it on the porch or in the car or outside in the backyard. But I needed to have a game plan as to what I was going to do right after it. Okay. I also needed to, when I was at work, I would eat and then go right into session. So I wouldn't think about what I was doing. Okay. I worked seven days a week for two years between both jobs. And on holidays, I would stay out of my house. I didn't own a TV because I, all I wanted to do was learn, learn, learn. And I didn't want to sit on the couch. I didn't want to watch commercials. I didn't want to see food things. I didn't want to be triggered. So I distracted myself from again, what my, my, my medical issues, my, well, not medical, but whatever, my depression and my eating disorder to try to get myself to a place where I, I was eventually okay. I actually didn't go to family holidays for about two years. I told my mom and my aunt and my cousin, and I said, you know, I love you guys. Old school Italian family, huge thing. But it's, it's <laughs> all it is is food, 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 and food, and food, food. So literally, I would, I said, I, I, unfortunately, I can't go. So like, I didn't go to Christmas. I didn't go to Christmas Eve. I didn't go to New Year's. I didn't go to Thanksgiving for like two years. And... I needed to separate myself from that. And then eventually I got to a point where I can sit in a room with all these foods that I loved, but I felt nothing. Like people even say to me now, or back when I was married, they would say, how do you like, 
How do you sit at a table with your family and they're eating foods that you like, Italian foods that I haven't eaten in 20 years? I'm like, because I look at that food and I see pain. Tony Robbins talks about linking pain and pleasure. Um, so when I see, let's just say, a food that would make me sick, I see like an IV in my arm, or I see myself in pain, or I see myself not being able to play with my kids because mommy has a stomach ache. Like those are the things that I see. So I encourage you to try to do that, the whole element of distraction. But I'm still dancing around the whole fact of what the epiphany was. For 20 years, I am busy all the time. So it went from being a personal trainer and working uh, for, for five years. Then I decided I didn't want to live in California anymore. And we're not going to go too much into everything. I mean, uh, New York. Um, I moved to California. One of my best friends moved. And she, a couple months later, I went out to visit her. I, she kind of very slickly, if whatever, uh, set up an interview for me to uh, interview with one of the fitness managers. Boom. That day, the day that I went out to visit her for three days, that day I bought my one-way ticket to move out 45 days later. Um, Then I moved out to California and then um, started working as a trainer and was getting mentored to become a fitness manager. 11 months later, I became a fitness manager. I met Christian during that time, but I was working all the time. So it's either I was in the gym, I was training clients. Um, Eventually, I will say, eventually I did give myself off. So probably about two or three years into when I first became a trainer and I was still at New York Sports Club, me and my best friend, the one that I moved to California to follow kind of, I had, she had said to me, you need to give yourself some time. And I was, I was feeling good enough in a good place where I felt like I could have a day off and I wouldn't obsess about, you know, food or depression or anything, but I still did things. So when I wasn't working, I was at the bookstore, which is literally what I did yesterday. I would go to the bookstore and they had MP3 players back then. I had a flip phone and I wouldn't watch YouTube videos or anything. I would literally listen to music and read books. I would sit on the couches or the tables. I read every book in the self-help section, Chicken Soup of the Soul, The Secret, um, uh, just uh, The Power of Now, The Celestine Prophecy. I actually just found the. I don't even know how, but I just found the book the other day as I was cleaning out one of my drawers, The Celestine Prophecy. So these are all like, all I was trying to do was just learn how to be the best version of myself. So I was distracting myself from the depression, from food, from my control issues, from my... My feelings of never being enough, which is also where it comes from. Growing up as a kid and feeling like nothing's ever good enough. Nothing was ever good enough for my dad. You got an, I got a 96 on my, on my math test. Where are the other four points? Uh, you know, I paid for my entire, entire college. I, I mean, I, I just, I have an associates, but I paid for everything myself. And one semester I was a little short and I had to ask my dad for money a hundred bucks because I was a little short and he never let me live that down. So that's the reason why I never ask anybody for help. Like, because it's like the one second I let my guard down and I ask, it's thrown back in my face. So there's a lot of little, (laughs) little nuggets, little, little epiphanies that I have about myself and about why I am the way that I am. But the fact that 
it went from, you know, everything that happened in New York and then moving out here and then trying, I had to rebuild my business. Yes, the fitness manager said, if you move out here on June 15th, I'll, you'll walk in the door with at least seven clients. And I said, okay, because I can't go from, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn here, but when I left New York Sports Club, I was ranked 20 in the nation between seven, seven different states. So I was packed with clients and had an admin job in the middle of the day. So I couldn't go from you know, making that money and having that business to then only having a few clients. So it was a real struggle to have to like rebuild my business again. Um, but I did it. I hustled. I worked out in the middle of the day and then I prospected and, you know, I built it up and I, I became, you know, again, a, a, a good, really good, um, I guess, uh, in-demand kind of trainer over at Bally's. And then I got promoted as a fitness manager to Hayward Bally's. I blew that club up and then they promoted me back to uh, Pleasant Hill, which was a triple in size. And literally, uh, Christian and I went back and forth being ranked in, the, in, in uh, California, the top trainer, the top fitness managers. So um, again, it's like then, then we, we got married, we had kid, we had a kid. And it's like every single day was always busy for me. And it's not like I'm a, and, and here, let me just say this. It's not that I'm afraid that I'm going to fall back into a, a depression. Back then it was. Back then when I, w when I developed the schedule that I did of avoiding holidays and of avoiding, you know, certain situations and eating and having a plan as to what I'm going to do right after. And these are the tips that I'm telling you guys. You guys should do them. Like, if you feel like your house is a trigger, then sit in, your front, in the front of your house or have a picnic in your backyard or something. If, you know, just take whatever little nuggets you could take from, from my information here because the element of distraction and then it becomes a habit. So, like, then eventually it's like now you've created this different atmosphere and, and you're now not thinking about what you just ate or not thinking about what you want to eat. I also encourage journaling and reading and all that other stuff and figuring out where, where this emotional connection is coming from. But so I, it's not that now I'm afraid that I'm going to fall into a depression again. I'm not. I'm not. Like, I guess I get down. I'm human. Like, I get down. Um, but I'm really happy with the decision that I made. 100% happy. And I'm talking about the divorce. I'm happy with my life. I'm happy. My kids are happy. Koa is so happy. He tells me all the time how happy he is. Amir is unbelievably happy. He's, he's thriving. He's doing very well in school. One of his therapists just said she doesn't think he needs therapy anymore. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, again, everything is going in the right direction. And then me, my career, my business, you know, uh, with all my different sponsors, I'm coming up with different ideas. I, I might have a new project coming out. So like, these are all the things. And I'm, and I'm, again, yesterday I went to the bookstore and I sat for a couple hours and I just read books and did stuff that I did a few years ago. But the epiphany that I had about me is that I've been on this distraction mode and maybe I've been for 10 years or more have been distracting myself from what I was missing. So like 20 years ago, I was distracting myself from, you know, my depression and my eating disorder. And now for the past 10 plus years, I've been distracting myself from the fact that I felt alone and from the fact that I'm missing something. And I'm not, again, I'm not going to get into what my reasoning was as to why I got the divorce, but you know, again, I was 90% happy, but I truly believe that I deserve 100%. 
And I do believe that, I actually do believe that the missing piece is a lot more than just 10%. So I'm realizing now again what it is that or why I, fe- I felt the way that I felt on Saturday and I'm starting to enjoy, enjoy it. Like I really enjoyed yesterday. I, was, I winged it. Uh, is that even a word? I was winging it, whatever. Um, I went to the bookstore. It was something that I thought about the day before. And then in the morning, I woke up and I was like, oh my God, I've been wanting to see Jabberwockies. And I'm a, I love dance. If you guys follow me on any other social media, I used to dance. I used to teach a dance class. I used to take dance classes. And I'm like, I've been wanting to see Jabberwockies for I don't even know how long. So I went online and I bought the most expensive seats. And I totally went by myself last night. I met a family that sat right next to me and we became friends. We took a picture together and I had a blast. Came home, got home at 8.30 and that's it. Went to bed and now I'm up. It's Sunday morning and I am going to get ready to go to the gym. I did my normal work. I'm going to get ready to go to the gym and I'm going to pick up Amir and then because Koa's in California right now visiting his grandparents. So I'm going to pick up Amir and then we're going to have our little day and then tomorrow's Monday. So... Again, I wanted to share my little nugget. Thank you, Anna, for helping me with that, and Rich. Um, and I wanted, and I hope that there's something in here that uh, helped inspire you, or you know, made you think to yourself, "Oh, okay, I could do that. That can help me." Um, so, I love you guys. Thank you for listening. This was a longer one. Usually, they're like 15 minutes, sometimes even less than that. But this was a longer one because I was going off on a tangent. Some of the stuff I'm sure you guys heard. But here we go. Um, don't forget about all my sponsors, Blackstone Labs, Squeeze Me Skinny, um, Mini Beast, The X-Bands, Your Natural Health, and then Angel's Competition Suits. Uh, use my code, which is my Instagram handle, which you should come follow me on Instagram, at jenagiri 78 which is my date of birth. So J-E-N-N, Aguirre, A-G-U-I-R-R-E, 7877. Um, And I don't know, I still to this day don't know if you guys can send me messages on here, but I encourage you to follow me on my social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Jennifer Russo Aguirre. And if you ever have any questions about anything, about supplements, about coaching, about training, about this, anything in here, Um, Or just to tell me that you found some kind of fire in my latest podcast, I would love for you to reach out to me. So love you guys, and I'll see you on the next one.